All right, Fabi, uh, US Championship just finished. We are just about to go to the closing ceremony. That's why we're wearing these uh, funny suits. Not Hori. that funny. They're not that funny. Yeah, they're pretty decent. We look, we look all right. Huh? We look all right, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're pretty clean. How do you feel right now? The US Championship uh, just finished. You had one day to kind of understand everything that just happened, that just transpired with your chess, with your tournament, with everything that's happening around the tournament. How are you feeling right now? No, my tournament was fine. I didn't give it much thought after it ended. Uh, today we had the playoffs for the women's U.S. championship. Irina and Jennifer, we, we kind of speculated last night about what would happen. We thought it would be close, and I think we predicted pretty accurately. <laughs> uh, first game, Jennifer wins. It was a mess of a game, but she wins. She loses another mess, second game. They go to Armageddon, which obviously is going to be gonna be completely crazy but then on like move eight i don't know was it move eight or something like that she just hangs her bishop i mean bishop g4 i don't know what she missed she drops on the square then yeah. she realizes she's like i think oh. she forgot that the knight is on f3 she, the knight is not on f3 she i wasn't sure i thought maybe she thought her knight was on f6 ah that's also a good like point. who knows and then okay I, I basically tuned out like this is over <laughs> and then i stopped watching but i was i was there watching live right when you you were doing commentary and uh, and then at some point, like, people start saying, oh, it's not so easy anymore. Bishop yeah. h2. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but bishop h2, you take and you end up with a million pieces for the queen. Right. You're still somehow winning. But then, point. but still, it was like, okay, it's not just a piece up anymore. I mean, when you're piece up, you don't have to think about the position. You just move. The piece wins by its own. By Once its I saw g4, I thought uh, she, she might actually come back. Yeah, I, I remember you I said that. Huh? You said that in the in the broadcast, like uh, G4. I think so. Immediately, and you I said that this is not easy anymore. You started to get scared for Irina. I still didn't understand it, thinking, okay, G4, you you trade all the rooks on the F file, you move your G Queen F3, G5. I mean, okay, uh, but then Bishop H2 happened. Okay, already something. Then suddenly it was unclear. I don't know why Jennifer didn't take the pawn day two. Thought she, okay, she starts. Collecting pawns and lets uh, Irina worry about how to mate the king. Mm. Well, maybe she will, maybe she won't. Also, they were both down to like, I don't know, under a minute for the no increment until move 60. Then suddenly she's winning again. They both have equal time. I'm thinking, okay, this game is going to be over again. Uh, but then they're nearly flagging at the end. Irina doesn't manage to mate her. They're both moving a little bit slowly. Yeah, that was the weird part for me because uh, they must have known that there's no increment up until move 61. And actually there was this, uh, and this is the first time I'm seeing it, they set up a table for a laptop so that one of the players can actually see and see when the moves are being done, like when mm -hmm. 61 move, uh, the 61st move uh, comes. Because the way the board was set up is Jennifer could see uh, on the screen mm -hmm. the move numbers, but Irina couldn't. Because Jennifer was facing the, she was facing the, the demonstration board, yeah. the virtual demonstration board. But Irina couldn't see. Mm -hmm. So they set up this like beautiful table for, so for she a laptop. Can see. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird to me. It was the first time I'm seeing it. It makes um, sense because this is such an important part of Armageddon that yeah. you need to know when you'll get your increment so you don't flag. But she was playing so slow, Irina, that is. Yeah, I think they were just both frozen by the stress of, of the situation. You think it was just stress? I mean, it's yeah. a lot of money riding on a single Armageddon game. 10,000. Yeah. And a title, the prestige, everything. I think it's mostly about the title at that point. 
10,000 here and there. It's no, I don't know. I mean, not as bad, but title? 10,000 is still a decent amount of money, especially, let's say, Jennifer is like a college student. Yeah. She's not even like a professional chess player. I mean, she's mostly, uh, I guess, pursuing an academic career in something else. So 10 grand, I mean, that, that can go a long way for, for a lot of people. And, uh, and for Irina, I'm sure, as well. But yeah, the title also, Irina, I think she holds a record, right, with eight? So it's no, always no, 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 no. Is no. it tied? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think she's. Oh, so this would break the record. So no, I actually think she's behind um, a previous U.S. champion. I, I don't remember exactly her name, okay, but I think we were that. discussing. And if she makes it to the ninth title, she's going to uh, tie her. Okay, well that's some extra motivation, record. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. She must really be kicking herself. I no, mean, that that was a slam dunk. Just the game was over. Bishop G4. <laughs> Just I mean. Not only are you up a piece, but you have a time advantage. And then at some point, she lost her time advantage. Yeah. You don't have to calculate, just make moves. Just Well, that's actually how she lost. She lost on time. Yeah, but, like the, but also the position. Was she I mean, losing the, the No, not, the, she, not that she was losing, but the position became unclear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at the end, I don't think she's any better because the G5 pawn fell and yeah. suddenly black has a, a huge amount of pawns. But yeah, just, I mean, once you're up a piece, it's not even just that the position is winning. It's that you have no stress. You, your opponent can't do anything. You don't have to worry, calculate stuff, get into time trouble. You can just move freely. So, I, yeah, I don't know why. I think she was just being a perfectionist. It somehow uh, reminds me of actually your game against uh, Jeffrey Shong, I think, from the American Cup, mm -hmm. when he was also completely winning with black pieces, but he was making his moves like Very slowly. super slowly, yeah. the way he usually does it. Yeah. And he flagged because of that. No, at that point, I think you just have to like, rely on your instincts and just play as fast yeah, as just possible. Move. Yeah. It's just about the time. Um, of course, it can turn into a complete mess and then you start throwing pieces. We've seen that so many times, mm -hmm. but you know, competition is competition. And then at that point you have to give your best in that regard. But at the same time, as you were mentioning, probably she was just frozen. Uh, you have your speech ready. We're about to, we're about to go to the closing. I don't prepare speeches. Yeah. I'll just, just uh -huh. talk. Just wing it. <laughs> Say some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Thank the right people. Um, yeah, we tried to get Jennifer on, on, the, on the podcast, the U.S. Women's Champion, but it was so tight, the schedule, that mm -hmm. she just has to get yeah. ready. And maybe we'll get her at some point. It's a bit too tight with the closing ceremony so soon after. Yeah. I if she had won before the, before the playoff, if there had not been a playoff, then, yes. then I'm sure we would have been able to manage it, but it was a bit too last minute. I think so too. I think so too. All right, let's talk about your uh, U.S. Championship. What was the toughest moment, in your opinion, during the U.S. Champs? It was strange. I, I don't feel like there were really tough moments because there should have been. Yeah. Uh, someone should have started to make a move at near the end of the tournament because I was, I just drew my last like whatever it was six games. I don't know. Six games, so. Huh? I mean, I, I was not making any progress in my tournament. And they just let me coast. It, it was strange. I think you and Ray were like half a point uh, difference for the last at least four games. Yeah. yeah Something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Like I remember in 2018, um, I, was, uh, I was tied with Sam for most of the tournament. And then he just pulled ahead so much. Like I, I think I mentioned this, that I wouldn't go two and a half out of the last three. And it's not enough mm -hmm. when we're tied three mm -hmm. rounds before. So usually people just start to, to make a move at the end. But in this tournament, it didn't seem like anyone was able to. And I was, and if I have to like, say the most difficult moment, uh, it was probably after I 
messed up against a wonder and didn't win that game and just psychologically I had to mm. recover a bit from that. And uh, I also wasn't getting chances. It was very frustrating against Chris for you that he just played this totally safe line. Super safe didn't line. Didn't give me any chances. And also uh, Shankland didn't give me any chances. So that was frustrating, but I can't say it's like a difficult moment. I was never in serious danger of losing those games. What about the first game against uh, Dominguez? The most danger I was in. But to call it a difficult moment, the first round, I mean... Did you feel it? Did you feel like you were in danger? Yeah, I did. did I felt it, like yeah? I was borderline losing that game. I think the engine at some point was saying like minus two or something like that. I don't know him. if it was that high, but... Probably was, with a weaker engine, it was like minus two. It was quite dangerous. But again, the first round, what can you say? Yeah. I mean, like if you lose that game or win that game, it doesn't guarantee anything either way. Of course, it's not. It's better not to start on a loss, but I don't think that would have dramatically changed my tournament. It does kind of set up the pace, though, right? Uh, for a, a little tournament, bit. especially if you lose. Yeah. Like, draw is fine. Uh, draw, nothing actually changes. You're not in... And I think after that, you won in, in the second round. Is that it? I think I you won think in the so. second round. Wait. Well, let me try to remember now. Let's figure it out. I don't believe so. I believe I beat Spirits in the third round, ah, and I drew I Ray in the second round with Black. Got it, got it, got it. So I think, and after the third round, I think uh, nobody had two and a half points, right? I mean, I could say that my three. most difficult game was against Hans, just because huh. it was the longest one, the most stressful. Oh, Not that I was yeah. in danger, but I was definitely in danger of missing the win. And it was a very tiring game. So I would pr probably point to that game as my, my most difficult and stressful one, but not in the sense that I was ever at risk of losing it. Did you feel at any point uh, that you were running out of energy? You mentioned that you were cruising the last few uh, rounds. Did you feel like you were running out of uh, energy? I didn't feel, I felt a bit tired, but not out of energy. I didn't feel like I was, let's say, being drained or anything. Yeah. Um, and I kept decent quality. Uh, I mean, against Shanklin, let's say I was under some pressure, but I kept a decent quality in that game. Managed to control the situation. Same against um, Christopher, rather unpleasant opening, slightly slightly unpleasant position, which he knew better than I did, but still managed to keep that under control. So I definitely avoided a collapse, which was quite important. I mean, also Ray avoided a collapse, but... That last game. I mean, he, he, he choked at that moment. Yeah. When he played Queen V1. And then I thought he would lose the game because his position was very, very bad. But he, he saved it. He It was important for him because otherwise... Huge. Huge tie for second. Huge. If he hadn't uh, saved that game. Yeah, I think... Um Ah, he still is second, right? Even if he... Uh, he would tie. Well, it's a tie. I think second he would tie with Jeffrey, sixth, I think. Jeffrey, Lanier, Jeffrey, Lanier. Sam? No, Sam's no, no, a wonder. A wonder, yes. Not Savion, I don't think. Not Savion. Hans. Hans finished Hans on plus, plus one. one. I think it would be those those people. Lanier, yeah, pretty, pretty big tie. Jeffrey, Ray, and a wonder. Which is four people. Four people. Second through fifth place. Uh, what about Sam? Sam Savion? Sam Shanklin. No, Sam Shanklin wasn't plus two. Just plus one. Yeah, I think he plus finished one. plus one. He beat, um, he beat Christopher and he beat Elshon and he lost to Wesley. That was yeah. his tournament. The rest was a draw. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a big one for him. Last game against Aronian. That was an interesting one. How was your... Uh, I mean, you are good buddies with, with, with Lev, right? Um, and you mentioned something at the end during our interview. You mentioned that Given his circumstances, uh, what were the circumstances? And I'm pretty sure at this point, probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not too too private. Um, I don't think it's that private. So I know Lev pretty well, and uh, he's been expecting a child this year. Yeah. And um, 
it wasn't exactly sure when it would happen, but it just happened to be the last round that um, that uh, she was, you know, she Close was in. she yeah. went to the hospital to to give birth, and I don't know exactly the timing. I don't know exactly, but it, this was um, this was basically the last game. So I. Um, when I, I found out, I was like, okay, I just can't play this game. I mean, his mind you have to make is not going to be on the game yeah. at all. Uh, it obviously can't be on the game. And uh, very likely it would just feel strange for me. And I'm sure it would also feel strange for him. And I thought it's just not really correct to, uh, to play. But you didn't speak with him beforehand or anything of that nature, right? I just knew that he, yeah. I mean, he told me that, that this would happen. Yeah. Uh, and so I just made the decision that we're just going to, I'm just going to try to clean up this game. Uh, I was sure he wouldn't be opposed to it. He <laughs> plays in Berlin, so it was very easy yeah. to figure out that if I go for this well-known uh, drawish line, that will probably quickly lead to a draw, and that was fine with me. I'm sure it was fine with him, too. He, you know, he's playing black in the last round in an unsuccessful event, so I, I doubt that he wanted to play that game at all. And... Uh, yeah, just hope that uh, that everything went smoothly with the delivery, uh, which I'm, I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm sure probably by the time this podcast is uh, published, he probably will come out with a statement also, I would assume. Yeah, um, significance. Uh, let's talk about that because, you know, the U.S. Championship is a big one. A national title is always a big one. Um, you've won one in 2016. And, um, yeah, it's been six years since. How do you feel about the significance of the title? How important it is for you to win a national title? And do you have any aspirations in general? Like, are you thinking about, oh, yeah, I want to win. I want to break some records. I want to win, like, five, six national titles. Or no. you're not really thinking about that too much? I don't know what the record is. I'm not thinking about breaking it. For a long time, this tournament felt like the one that was getting away. Yeah. Because every year I was fighting for first. Okay, 2016 I did. 2017, I was in very good shape. And then I lost this absolutely ridiculous game, which got kind of famous because, like, how can you choke this? That was the thing. Against, which one? Against Baruch Hanakobian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where I'm up two pawns. Wait, after the time control, two pawns, complete control, no imbalances in the position, just yeah. two connected pass pawns up. And not only do I fail to win this, where, I mean, it's after time control. I have, like, 50 minutes on my clock. I even lose this. Yeah. And then I like I was I think plus two at the moment I would have been plus three I would have been in very good shape I think I would have been leading. And then uh, just just ridiculous, 2018 I like had a very good tournament, plus five I mean uh, Sam goes plus six, 2019 I was plus four before the last round. But I think Hikar was plus five. Yeah, is that the one that he ran away with it or was well, no, it no, it was 20? he won by half a point and if I had won the last game. It was a must-win for me. Then I would have tied for first. Ah, that was the first, first time when he was kind of an established streamer, and everybody. 2019. I don't know how, how established he was. He was still, I think, professional. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he talked about that a little bit on, when we interviewed him on the podcast. Yeah. He talked about that year and how that was a little bit when he started to move into different areas of chess, but of course he was still, top player. I mean, he's still I mean, he now. still is yeah, top yeah, player. Yeah, he still is now. <laughs> but uh, well. Like for the two years of like 2020, 2021, I don't think we were considering Hikaru, let's say, a top, top player anymore. Now Just he, because he wasn't he made, playing He made a very big comeback. Yeah. yeah, also because he wasn't like fully professional. Yeah. He was still, let's say, 
I mean, we understand, of course, his class. Yeah. It doesn't go away. But he was 2730. He was a bit out of the top. Now he's back into, like, top five. Uh, but, yeah, he went plus. I needed to beat Sam Shankland in the last round in that tournament. And I tried. Didn't work out. And Hikaru wins. But it was still, it was, like, half a point difference. 2020, I didn't play. I think I mentioned why last night. Uh, why I didn't play it that year. Doesn't matter. Let's put it. Let's put it out there. And 2021, I played a playoff. Um, Wait. Why didn't you play 2020? Okay. Um, so the candidates was in March. Yes. It would have ended right be right before the U.S. Championship. I would have had to fly the next day to barely make it with like a 12-hour time difference, and I, I told them I just can't do this. Mm. It's too close. Time difference will be too time time difference will be too much, and it's too stressful a tournament to like play back to back. Yeah, and then everything got canceled. Right, <laughs> like all these tournaments that were supposed to happen, uh, candidates midway uh, postponed, U.S. Championship canceled, other tournaments that I was supposed that I was supposed to play like the Grand K Classic canceled. So, I told them after that I told the club, I I'd, I'd love to play now. If when but it, whenever it gets resumed, probably but the sent. invitations are all sent out. Yeah, it got resumed in um, I think it was uh, September or October. And it was online. It was online that year. Yeah, uh, I was in Norway at the same time, so I don't even know how it would have worked out that they were playing it. Like I don't think I would have been able to because there was another tournament going on. But um, I think my replacement uh, became Alejandro, mm. and he like asked me like I can give up the spot. If you really want to play, but I was like, okay, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask, ask that of you. Uh, so Alejandro played instead. It was online rapid, and uh, I think Wesley Wesley, Wesley ends up winning, and I think Irina ends up winning in the women's section. And so that was 2020. I didn't play, and 2021, I went to playoff with uh, Wesley and with Sam Savian. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a good tournament for me. Plus two somehow made the playoff just by like sheer chance. Yeah, at some point, I think you were on minus, right? I was like minus, minus one. I lost one. So I'll actually tell a small story about the game that I lost uh, against Danya, Daniel Naroditsky, because he's, he's a very, very popular uh, streamer, commentator, of chess course. player. Yeah. And he's one of the best shout out Blitz to and Bullet. Yeah, shout out to Danya. He's one of the best Blitz and Bullet players in the world, undoubtedly. I mean, Bullet for sure. Like, top three in Bullet, I don't, maybe, you know. It's, uh, his Bullet skills are incredible. Um, but he's not so active in classical. So it was the first time we played, I think, in like a classical. And it was after the rest day. And on the rest day, I go to get a massage. <laughs> and then it's, it's a great massage. It's very relaxing. I sleep that night. And like a baby. <laughs> I sleep through in my alarm. And I usually set three alarms during tournaments so I don't ever like have a mishap. I sleep through all my alarms. And at some point, I'm like, something's wrong. I'm sleeping too much sometime in the morning. I check outside, and it's pretty bright out. I'm like, okay, it could be, but it still feels wrong. I check, check the clock, uh, my, my phone, and it's 12.53. <laughs> and the game start at 1. Right. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I get dressed in like five, five six minutes, and... Um, I, like, ask someone to get me some food and, like, get it sent over to the plane also so I can have some food during the game. And I go there and I play Danya. And uh, I don't know why I just didn't, like, play it safe. 
I was like, okay, I'm white. I, I, this is an important game for me. I'm not doing amazing, so I need to make a push. And I lose that game. Wait, but in general, you have a second at these championships. You not didn't have a year. second in, during 2021? That was after Rustam uh, told me like he doesn't really want to work anymore. Mm. And uh, so I, I wasn't working with anyone. Ah, so you were just like, yeah. I was, I was starting to work with, uh, with Vladimir Chuchilov again, but it was only online stuff. And he was like just messaging me. I mean, he was still from working home. from yeah, home, was, and yeah. he was messaging me like, "What's going on? We're supposed <laughs> to meet this time." And I saw the messages, but uh, after the fact, so it's too late. So I mean, a lot of people were messaging me like, "How are you? like, what's what's up? You know, what's going on?" Because uh, I'm not answering anything. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he played a great game to, to be to his credit. I mean, it was uh, once he was better, he just converted very well. Ah, he was playing with Black, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, yeah, he played. Uh, I Rook, wasn't sure what to expect Rook from Bishop him. versus Rook Knight or something like that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bishop against Knight at uh, the night. Yeah, uh, he played this. I don't know what's called deferred Steinitz, Neo Steinitz, whatever you want to call it. A six and D six in the Rue Lopez. Um, he got he equalized. I, then I got a slight advantage. I was very content with my position, but somewhere lost control. And, and he, he cleaned up very nicely once I got into time trouble. So, yeah, just small story about that tournament. Um, not trying to take anything away from... Actually, I had no course. idea about that story. I, I, I remember you being late, and I remember somebody bringing you food. If I remember correctly, we thought that it was uh, Levon's girlfriend at the time. Yeah, I think that Ani was, Ani, uh, yeah. was the one who, who brought me something. Some, some, some snacks, yeah? Yeah, something, just to, to survive the game. Because you, you, you can't just go fresh from sleep, you know. But they usually playing. have snacks, right? Yeah, they have some stuff there, but it was also, I think, like half during COVID times. Ah, yeah. It wasn't, I think we were still playing with masks then. Yes, 2021, definitely masks. It wasn't like the most comfortable. All, I mean, they still have these stupid things like everything in plastic, like four cherries yeah. in a plastic container instead of just putting them on a bowl. I don't know what <laughs> what is going on with that, but... Um, Instead of just yeah, but okay, remnants of uh, of the past few years. I think those are just for them not to go bad, to stay fresh. That that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I for mean, them just to for like we, the ingredients just to keep, stay fresh. We managed to keep our blueberries fresh before without the <laughs> overuse of plastic. <laughs> it's been many years of fresh blueberries, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe blueberries just changed suddenly in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so. Definitely a very significant event, US Championship. I had a lot of fun. Uh, super tiring, though, like three weeks. For you, as you were mentioning, maybe it wasn't that tiring towards the, uh, towards the end. But for us, it was every day, like six, seven hours. Um, what were you doing after commentary? Because we didn't hang out too much during... No, so for the most part, most days, especially during the week, we were having like dinners uh, with the commentators and Rex and things of that nature. So... We basically had to uh, had to go attend those, and immediately after, I was training with Begim, mm -hmm. Begim Tohishanova. So basically, I was busy in the morning training with her, then doing commentary, then busy at night uh, training again. I don't know how your routine looked like in terms of training, but I think it was a little less hectic because I mean you're doing the commentary and the training gig on yes. side because because she's uh, going to Mizzou University. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so and you're the coach there, so you're you're doing two jobs. For me, it was basically like 14 hours. I was waking mm -hmm. up at 8, and I was uh, finishing at 10, 11 p.m. at night. 
I'm not complaining too much. I really like it. Uh, and I like working with Begim. Begim is, uh, is a great student. She didn't have a great tournament. Um, she was doing all right at some point. At the end, she, she fell off. The last, she lost against uh, Jennifer with White. And actually, we thought that those were important games for mm -hmm. her because she had White in both of them. Jennifer with White, uh, we got a good position out of the open. I'm trying to remember exactly what we got. So Jennifer surprised her with the Petrov. And then the position was more or less equal, equal endgame, and then a complete collapse in, in the endgame. Uh, that was unfortunate, and I think it took its toll psychologically mm -hmm. on her as well. And then the last, well, actually, she played Talia, Talia Cervantes, um, and that was a difficult one as well with White. So we were expecting to at least push in those games. And those were the players who were fighting for first place at the end. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, Talia, and Irina. They yeah. were the last, the last two could make it. And yeah. The final round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer had seven <laughs> when she played Begim, and Begim had six. Mm -hmm. So with a win, she would have equalized her score. Yeah, it was. Um, she would have maybe not fought for first place, but for for the top places for sure if she had held strong in those critical games. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I mean, things happen. Um, you cannot, you cannot win them all. Um, disrespect the tweet. Let's talk about that. You had some fun in the middle of the sh uh, in the middle of the champs. With some tweets about Hans, about uh, the decapitation, the disrespect uh, championship. You had a lot of uh, memes going on. <laughs> How yeah. are you coming up with those ideas? Well, the disrespect stuff came from Chris for you, and I liked oh, it. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I thought it was very <laughs> funny. Um, and I thought the disrespect champ, I mean, it fits. Because it's right after all this drama. And, okay, we're still in the middle of the drama, right? Yeah. With Hans and... And I also felt like Hans, he's a player who like values his colleagues' respect. Mm. So I thought this was this word disrespect was funny. Because Chris for you feels disrespected. Hans feels disrespected by Magnus and Hikaru and maybe us and probably many other people. And uh, so it was a theme, the disrespect of the US championship. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what else did I... I think you had another good one recently, the decapitation one. Yeah. That was a moment in history, I have to say. I'm just uh, riding off the coattails of these young guys who want to create drama. <laughs> I mean, first Christopher, then... Okay, Sam Savion was not trying to create drama. It was just, I think, a blackout. I mean, we already talked about it. But still, it was a funny moment. So I actually spoke with uh, the arbiter that intervened in that game, Frank Guadalupe, who was the chief arbiter for uh, the open section. And apparently, he came... He, because they already stopped the clock, he restarted their clock. He wanted them to start playing, he, to continue playing. Mm -hmm. We talked about disqualification or uh, penalties, and he said, no, 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 I didn't want to give them any penalties. I just wanted them to continue playing. And then he had to come back because Hans stopped the clock again because Sam kept on talking to him. I don't know what he was. We don't know exactly what uh, they were telling to each other. But Frank got called again and had to restart the clock again because Hans uh, didn't like the the, the, I don't the chatty really understand situation. This, this arbiter decision. I mean, I know it's mostly all these decisions are at the discretion of the arbiter. Yeah, they basically have this final say. Players can't really argue, but I mean, Savion took a piece off the board on his opponent's <laughs> move and talked to his opponent during the game. Yeah, both of these are big no-nos. Yeah, I mean, they're just not allowed according to the rules of chess. You can't talk to your opponent besides. Uh, offer a draw and I don't even think you can do that anymore I think you can basically just like call the arbiter 
for to no definitely you can well i mean not in this not in this order offer it. not you not can, in this you can offer first. draw here yeah not in this one so you can just call the arbiter to make a claim of threefold repetition or 50 move roll or whatever the claim is so talking to your opponent is just not allowed and definitely taking pieces off the board as far as i know about the rules of chess is not allowed so What's normally the normally a time penalty right it's like two minutes or something like that probably yeah whatever the time i mean whatever the normal time penalty is for I mean, this counts as an illegal move, I guess, also. Just take a piece of the board. I'm trying to remember exactly what move number, if they were still in um, in time trouble at that point. I think that Sevian didn't have so much time. Uh, Sevian had four minutes, but I'm just trying to figure out whether he had um, made time control at oh, that yeah, point they or had, not. They had. So they had? They had. Huh. That's this interesting. This was after move 40. So in general, you, you subtract time from... Sevian, or do you add to Hans at that point? I think point? you add time. You always add time to the opponent. You add opponent. time to Hans, right? Because you, if you subtract time from one clock, you just end up with these issues that, like, let's say the rule is that you subtract one minute, and the opponent, the guy doesn't have one minute, then you end up, you end up with a bit of an issue. Like, what, what's the rule now? Yeah. Because you can't just forfeit someone because they don't have enough time, or if they have five minutes and the rules is to subtract five minutes, like, what again? What do you do? So. The rule is always that you add a minute or two to the opponent's clock for these infractions. And maybe it comes with a warning, and then I guess... I mean, I don't... It's a bit embarrassing, but I don't really know the laws of chess. <laughs> that totally. also has its flaws, though. Yeah. Because you can basically be in time trouble and claim threefold repetition and then get to think while this, they... This is the trick. Yeah. it's. It, but it, it's kind of unethical, so people don't really it's do It's a it. loophole. I mean, yeah. it happened. I don't know whether it was... It, it, it was probably... Uh, not on purpose, not done on purpose, but it did happen at the Olympiad, I think in a very important match between Russia and China in the it's women's definitely section. happened, yeah. And then, um, who was it? I think Kostinyuk basically had like five extra minutes to think, and she had like 30 seconds on her clock. Yeah, but I think the also the unwritten rule is that when something, there's some sort of dispute, you don't look at the board and you don't think about the position. Yes, I mean, but she was. Like she was you, like you don't do that focusing. You can maybe think about the position in your head, but you don't like stare at the board like you're still playing a game. You get up from the board, and you discuss the dispute in in progress. Yeah. While the arbiters figure out the claim, whatever it is, whether it's threefold repetition, whether that's correct or not. But if you like make a repetition uh, repetition claim, and then you just start thinking at the board, like I, if I was an arbiter, I would say you can't do this. Like you have to get up from the board. You can't yeah. just like act concentrated calculating the position because then it really feels like you're using this extra time to uh, to your advantage. So that's if I were an arbiter, that would be my position on it. Any standouts uh, during this event? I think Chris, for you, for me, he was uh, somewhat of a standout. I think he got some super important victories, especially that one against Wesley. That was big in general for his confidence. I think that's super important. Yeah, um, that's a good pick probably didn't win as many rating points but i think he just understood that he can stay and trade with with this the big boys yeah and this is exactly what i think he said during the interview as well he was like yeah these guys are just human and you mm -hmm. just have to play and give your best and i think uh, that's an important boost of confidence he's only 15. yeah so he's, for he's me, a good pick for um i wouldn't call it a breakthrough performance but a good performance yeah, definitely. I would say a wonder as well. A bit older. A wonder did well, but, but the wonder is also a college student. 
Like I yeah. already think his path is kind of. It might be that he doesn't stick to chess, but you never know. Like Wesley was a college student. That's true. And like 2015, and then suddenly 2016, he's a professional chess player, and then uh, he's 2770 or 80 or 2800, and you know. But Wesley went to Webster. <laughs> okay, let's well, that University of Chicago. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are different uh, type of schools, yeah. The <laughs> different levels. I'm not calling out Webster. I'm just saying a uh, University no, of Chicago is no, like, bu- no bias in that. Uh... Uh, forget about the bias, right? <laughs> uh, University of Chicago is one of the top schools. Yeah, yeah almost sure. borderline Ivy League, right? For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah. No, I wonder. Let's say his, <laughs> he's probably not going to be professional, but still plus two, definitely good performance. Very good performance. I would say from like the guys who had a good performance, those were the two I would mention. Uh, obviously, a few guys had disappointing performance. Levon, um, and I would say also Wesley seemed to have. I mean, Wesley scored plus one, right? He Not, finished on plus one. He was close to finishing on plus two, which actually would have more or less saved his his tournament somehow. Kind of, but yeah, overall disappointment for those those two guys. Um, Wesley losing fourteen rating points. Yeah. Not, not a good event for him or for Levon. Levon losing 20 rating points. Yeah, that was that was pretty painful. 27-34 for Levon right now. Um, yeah, hopefully he makes a comeback. But at the moment, he's he's struggling. And uh, from the women's section, I mean, obviously Jennifer. But she, she, she's already won it, but still. Uh, Jennifer definitely... Uh, she's good. A breakthrough performance as well. Well, maybe I, we wouldn't say breakthrough because she's a pretty established... As a good player, I she's only twenty, right? Jennifer, or is she twenty-one? I think I think I she's think only she's no, no, she's twenty. Yeah, she played in the juniors. She won actually the juniors. That's how she got here, right? That's how she got here, yeah. and then she won the U.S. Championship. I'd say also Talia. Oh yeah, Cervantes. Yeah, because she's not a very well-known player among this group, right? Very established group of, of chess players, and she's one of the newcomers. I think she's also a newcomer to the United States chess scene. Because she's uh, she's been around for a while, but yes. Well, um, I mean, to this she hasn't played the U.S. Championship before. Is I that think correct? she played it. Oh, she did. Yeah, was that she last did. Year? Last year, for sure, she played it. Oh, uh, okay. I think she played also online in 2020. Okay. But she definitely played last year. All right. Well, she had a great uh, tournament here. She was very close to fighting for the top spots. I mean, it was she was tied with uh, Jennifer in the last. She won round. five in a row. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So uh, I would. Those are two players from the women's section that I would. I would nominate for like a great performance. Breakout. Uh, Besides Irina, but I, Irina, you know, she's. We know Irina. Yeah, she's yeah. been the best uh, U.S. women's player for I don't know how many years now, but a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah, uh, three weeks in St. Louis. What's uh, what's what's next for you? I think you said you're mentioning uh, you're going to Toronto. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to Toronto to do commentary. Wait. This pod airs next week, which is the 27th. You're not going to be in Toronto. I won't by be then. in Toronto yet. It won't have, it, I don't know exactly when it so starts. So you have a couple of weeks before you leave. Are yeah. you gonna, you're, you're sticking around, St. Louis? Haven't fully made plans yet, but I guess I'll stick around for a while. So that'll be fun to watch. And, and well, for me to. You're doing commentary for that, to, one, right? Uh, yeah, do commentary for. But as an event, it'll definitely be fun. Uh, I wonder. Okay, because we, we have to mention. That today, this uh, lawsuit. Oh, yeah. I, sh- I wasn't going to forget and ch- about and that. And like, the event is a chess.com event, so that's why it suddenly reminded me of that. <laughs> uh, because nice segue. <laughs> chess.com has to deal well, with I that. I guess they have to right deal now. with it. I mean, whether the lawsuit has any merit to it or not, they still have to deal with it. 
and uh, we're talking about the 100 million per oh. head yeah lawsuit against uh we don't want to mess anything around here let's see by the way that was that was filed in the district court of uh, missouri in yeah. missouri here eastern missouri right eastern missouri yeah um let's see exactly against who okay magnus first defendant hikaru chess.com and i believe danny wrench as well i don't know why danny is singled out on this one i i just don't get it but uh i like how they they gave him the Daniel uh, quotations. Danny. <laughs> Daniel Danny. <laughs> Daniel Daniel Danny. Quotations Danny Wrench. Um Yeah. yeah. What do you, what's your first thoughts? Because we're not we're not lawyers, but no. we can still talk some bullshit about it. Um I mean I, I, I think it was more or less a forced move uh for Hans. I think he had to do it and I think by staying silent the last few weeks kind of hinted at the idea of potentially going forward with uh, with a lawsuit. Uh, whether I think it's going to be successful, that's a completely different story. And in general, chess.com, whenever they come up with like some big statement, also Magnus, whenever he came with his statement, I think those were uh, thoroughly checked by their lawyers, which I would assume they're pretty decent at their job. So um, whether there's any flaws in their understanding of whether they think they can get sued, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be a long one. I think uh, they have 21 days or something along those lines to respond. That should oh, be... I think chess.com was prepared for this. They, they they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they this is not coming as... Like, like a big not, shock, yeah? Yeah, not a big shock. They definitely, they could have just stayed silent. They, they didn't have to release that long, long report yeah. on uh, Hans and leak things on Blugi and send it all to the Wall Street Journal. Do you None think Blugi is going to sue them? I don't know. I mean, at this point, anything can happen. It's, uh, <laughs> there's so many plot twists. <laughs> but I think they're prepared. I mean, Hikaru? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, Hikaru is also a defender. Yeah, I mean, he'll have to get a lawyer on this, but... I would assume he already has one. Yeah, yeah I, assume, I assume so. But, I mean, I don't I don't understand. What did exactly did Hikaru say that... Uh, um, nothing that, well, I guess it wasn't public at that point. My understanding is that he um, streamed in front of like 20K people and basically said that Hans cheated in online games. And I don't think that was public at that point. So, and I think he was mentioning it. He was saying, yeah, I, I don't think this is public. I probably shouldn't say that. But yes, Hans cheated in online games. Okay. And I think this is a big difference and i think an important difference none of these parties said that he cheated in over the board chess except magnus who hinted who said that he believes that there was more cheating and maybe uh during their game as well yeah i don't know i mean chess.com said what in their 72 page report they said they caught him or at least they think and have evidence that he cheated more than 100 times online and uh, they hinted at the idea that probably there's some irregularities in, in over-the-board chess. And I think they mentioned a few games over-the-board. I mean, it is a strange world where someone cheats online, gets caught, and then when it's actually told publicly, he sues the people for saying that he broke the rules and made money doing so on the website. Yeah. Like... I mean, again, I, this is not from a legal standpoint, but feels a little bit of a weird uh, 
So he's suing basically for defamation, right? Slander. I assume that, that also nature. for well, for a few things. I assume uh, also libel, slander, alleging slander, uh, civil conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy sounds quite serious. Yeah, I mean this uh, relates to the merger, right, between Play Magnus Group and Chess.com. Ah, okay. Uh, besides that, I don't know. I mean. It's definitely going to be very unpleasant to go through all this legal stuff, but... Do you think this can backfire? On him? For Hans? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, can uh, he get countersuited? Well, I don't know about that, but, uh, I mean, if he doesn't win the suit, he's got to pay the lawyer, co lawyer costs. That's a lot of money. Not just his, I assume. Is that how it works? I assume so. I guess so. Uh, yeah, I guess that could backfire. I don't so, know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't. Lawyers are pretty expensive. I I don't I mean, know anything about law. I mean, even his own. I mean, he has a big law firm. But sometimes his, case. his own uh, people they usually offer to do it pro bono and then just take. In yeah, case we don't really win. know. We don't know we their don't deal, know obviously. Yeah, um, so we're just so, speculating at this point. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I, I assume it'll develop very very slowly. These things don't like get resolved within a matter of days, unless. Well, I mean, maybe chess.com will think, okay, settle just to... Just settle? To, settle just to avoid the trouble. Really? But I don't think that Magnus and Hikaru are settling for anything. I mean, they're not going to give Hans any money if they, if they don't have to. Again, I don't know their motivations. Yeah, I mean, right now it's only speculation. I'm sure by the time this guy, this pod uh, comes out, we're probably going to have much more information. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, it's a, it might be a fast-moving situation. It might be a, a slow-moving situation. We don't know for sure. But it's uh, it's a risk from his point of view. You think so? Well, from Hans, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he probably got advice that that he has a case. Yeah. I would assume that he does have a case. It's not yeah. nothing. Um, but he's not like a completely innocent party in all of this. Mm -hmm. It's not like people said that things that he did. There's a lot that of circumstantial evidence. I yeah. mean, he did. He did cheat. He Unless he's trying to argue now that he didn't cheat and that online. He was, yeah. he's, the Lugi defense was, I didn't cheat, but then I felt pressured into admitting it. Yeah. I don't know if Hans is going to go that route, that he's saying, I didn't cheat at all, and I was just pressured into it by chess.com. I think it's very difficult to backtrack. I mean, he, but he did said also that say, during he said interviews. In an interview, right? He yeah. said in an interview I cheated. With Alejandro. I mean, yeah. that was his first interview and so, the biggest one. Um, I assume actually that that interview is not good for him. Probably not. I don't think that that was a good interview in hindsight for him to give. Especially if not everything he said during that interview was 100% true, then... Yeah, and I think uh, he mentioned that he was in discussions with the guys from uh, Vikanze 2023, which is happening in January, and also a match uh, against Keimer in Germany. And none of those things are going to move forward he mentioned because the match of this. To us, he mentioned the match against Keimer. Yeah. He said I was supposed to play him, and now he's not responding. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, this was back when I think we were on slightly friendlier terms. Speaking terms. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know if he's on stream. He hasn't really said much to me since uh, since the start of this tournament. And then the Vikings, I think, he was supposed to play the Challengers. There's two groups, right? Challengers, Masters. Mm -hmm. And it was also like maybe Masters dependent on his results and rating. But he was supposed to play the Challengers. And then... Um, they just kicked him out, even though he wouldn't play Magnus. Because if he's playing the challengers, Magnus he's, is he's the not Masters. Magnus. Yeah. But they, I guess they just didn't want the 
the drama that comes associated with having Hans at your tournament. I mean, if it were me, I would be like, okay, let's let's go, let's get him in. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but not all organizers are going to think that way. Well, he's actually playing Fall Classic. I'm playing that tournament as well. Uh, I'm playing the B group. He's playing the A group. So that should be an interesting one. What? Maybe he's going to withdraw from that. I don't know. I don't think so. We're going to have to wait and see. We we actually know that the chess club does have a good reputation, a good relationship with him. Yes. Um, we know that even because, like, let's say Rex gave an interview the other. The other I don't know day. about good, but they, uh, yeah, they're not accusing him. No, of quite anything. A, quite a decent relationship yeah, with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fall classic is here. It's organized by a chess club. I don't think that I think he'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that should be a good tournament as well. Um, cool, all right. I mean, we have a closing ceremony to catch. We have uh, a speech. Well, you have a speech to give. So I think it's uh, about that time to uh, close the pod. It's been a fun one. And um, we're going to be back at it in a week or so. Probably we're going to be doing a lot of things live. Mm -hmm. We've been enjoying the live ones mm -hmm. quite a lot. So keep an eye on that. And yeah, uh, congratulations once again, man. Thank you. Big, uh, big victory, second one, two times, back to back. <laughs> back. Not back to back, but if uh, if you're asleep for five years, then it's back to back. Back to back. If you are, yeah, asleep for five. Years. Okay, all right. That's it. Good. See you next time. Cheers. <laughs>